0: This is the Calgary Stampede. The Stampede grounds are located just southeast of downtown Calgary and houses the rodeo, exhibition, and amusement rides. But the Stampede is also an attitude and extends from the grounds to all corners of the city with community events and free pancake breakfasts. During the 10 days of Stampede, locals trade in their business suits for cowboy hats, jeans, and boots. It's
1: Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is Thursday, October 5th, and you're listening to Lucky Episode 7.
0: All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everyone? It's David, and you are listening to Episode 7. So they say seven is a lucky number, guys, so I hope it brings uh, Sonia and I here some luck within the next couple days as we venture off to Vegas. So we're coming into this episode minus two. Our very own Vegas Elvis and resident D-Gen, Hog Two-Cent, are on a road trip gambling and hunting ghosts. So with us today, I have Sonia. What's going on, Sonia?
2: I'm doing well. How's everything with you?
0: It's going good. It's going good. I also have Casey. And Casey, I I think you've been busy recently buying up some merch. What's going on, Casey? Yes, I uh, got some merch from our
1: channel, testing it out, having a lot of fun with it, Make sure it's high quality. And I'm also really looking forward to these thunderstorms that are right outside my window at this time.
0: Yeah, get some cooler weather finally down in Texas. We're looking forward to that, too. And finally, the hostess with the mostest, Danny. Danny, I got one question for you. How about them Astros?
3: Yeah, go Astros. I mean, we're not playing now because we won our division, unlike the Rangers. So enjoy playing those extra games there, Casey. We went ahead and won both of them, Danny, so we'll hopefully see you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Ghost Rose. All right. Welcome, everybody. We couldn't leave the gap of Hogan Two Cent unfilled. And if I know anyone that's good at filling a gap, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But in the Vegas community, I wanted to find Texans always to be on the panel. And, well, I asked a few, and people are just scared or they don't want to do it. And so I went to the next – best thing the texas of the north as casey learned this week that's what it's called is calgary and I, okay I don't cry but my bestie in the community is ryan and so ryan is joining us from calgary hey ryan
4: hey y'all i'm glad to know that i'm filling the gap for you today there you go <laughs> fill that gap
3: lord I don't know what will be edited in or out of that, but but Ryan is is my uh, favorite person in the Vegas community. I do regularly, like Abby Lee Miller, rank everybody, and he's always at the top of the pyramid, so there you go. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. It's interesting how Southern calgary is but it's like not conservative it's super liberal wouldn't you say ryan
4: no i would say calgary alberta in itself is actually pretty conservative canada on a whole is pretty liberal though all
3: right yeah yeah ryan's pretty uptight but you know we're here (laughs) and we're gonna have a good time talking about vegas thanks for joining us ryan we appreciate it the intro was from some promo video i borrowed from youtube about the calgary stampede which is essentially For me, it looks like the Houston Rodeo, but we don't have pancake breakfast. And Ryan said he never went to one. If there's free pancakes, I'm
4: going. They're always during working hours. I can't just get up and and go.
3: But you're supposed to exchange your suits for a cowboy hat
4: and boots. (laughs) Yes, a lot of of people do. I, I do not. Right. No, Brian's too busy working. Good job.
3: All right. A friendly reminder to everyone that we will be doing two giveaways this episode at the end of the show. One of those is in honor of uh, the Quad Queen Royal Flusher Vegas community stalwart, his wife. Um, The Quad Queen, like I said, Karen came down with ALS. I hate to say came down with, it's not a cold, but um, it's a very serious disease and um, the community's fundraising for her and everybody that donated, Within Bobby G's live stream a little over a week ago. $25 or more is entered into this drawing. And we at this podcast are giving away a $100 win gift card. So if you want to find out, if you want, listen to the whole episode. Don't fast forward, do your work. And then we'll <laughs> announce at the end. We're also giving away some merch too later on. So that'll be cool. All right, everybody, let's get started with the show. We've been rambling long enough. I look forward to Ryan joining us because he's good at banter and we don't always agree. And we're gonna start with a topic which I know we don't agree with our quick round Robin. How fed up is everybody with MGM Amageddon?
0: <laughs> David. Definitely fed up with it. Um, still a struggle to see anything on the app. You still see uh, a lot of things that are still down where it's not back to normal even though you hear things are back to normal. Um, I- I'm I'm done with it
3: yeah are you I mean are you done done for now until they get everything back up because they keep saying everything's fine and then you click on the app Ryan speaking of Ryan sent to me and Kevin our other uh co-host so Ryan co hosts a show for me that we do once a month called Sunday Service on my YouTube channel not going to go into it probably not the same crossover audience but we have a chat and Ryan sent a text to us, all excited. Everything's back up, and then Kevin tried it, and everything was not back up.
4: <laughs> Kevin so, broke it. Kevin broke it. That was the Kevin
3: broke it, is what we're saying, right? But it's frustrating because they keep saying, "All right, mm-hmm. it's all good. We got this," and then it's it's not that way. Casey, are you bothered by that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm more frustrated. Uh, you know, on the same reasons uh, y'all are. They keep posting that things are back up, and it's not. Uh, but it is getting better and, and i do believe too i've heard mgm has, has removed a lot of those posts saying things are back to normal uh, and we haven't been getting updates now i think they're learning that silence is golden again like at theater and uh but i did log in yesterday to their website and it was working i was able to look at my offers and points so uh, yeah. i think it must be getting better so frustrated yes uh but will it change any behavior probably not
3: yeah ryan you're the biggest MGM fanboy I know. Are you not frustrated with all of this? Or you're just giving them more leniency because
4: you refuse
3: to change.
4: It's all of yeah, no, I'm I'm frustrated with with them saying things are better when they're clearly not, but I'm gonna hold out. I have faith.
3: Um, I don't I don't care what you think, Ryan. I guess I'm just not as much of a fanboy there. I have my two or three backups. I just I'm probably more frustrated with the populace that loves MGM so much giving them so much grace. I hate that word, by the way, Um, because it's my mom's name. And when people say they're giving people grace, it sounds very pedantic. Anyway, I guess uh, the the forgiveness coming before the solution is frustrating. You can like wherever you want to stay. There are people that love to stay at Flamingo and I don't care. I'm not going to stay there, but I think it's just that as long as the the man gets away with it, the man will continue to suck. So, um, Sony, are you frustrated by this or I think I, you're the an initiator and in moving y'all to a different property, which we'll talk about later. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I am frustrated with this and like Casey was saying earlier, frustrated cause they put out that everything's okay and it's not. Um, and to his point, I have been able to see my offers. Um, I still can't book under my offers. You have to call them. You still have to call to book. Uh, you can book like a regular Expedia site type is what they have, but you can't book under your offers right now. But you know, because they've been so good to us for so long, will I go back if everything goes back to normal? Probably, because I feel like they've always given us the best offers. Now, with that being said, unless we get better offers somewhere else. So we'll kind of see how that goes.
3: Yeah, I, I will say for people that are hosted at MGM Properties, Ryan, this is when I would pull this punch. I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't really want to go back there. It would really take a lot. I mean, y'all have my credit card information, other PII, and <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Make them work for it. Yeah.
4: I mean, it's an option. My biggest concern is that my play is not going to get tracked. That's the biggest concern yeah. I have because I'm hearing different reports. Some saying yes, some saying no. I heard one person saying no, and that they tracked their own it's like that's not possible you can't track their own spend yeah but, but yeah that's yeah, my
3: concern I, i'm concerned about that too it's been very inconsistent uh what we're hearing back so i guess i'm concerned about that for everybody else i don't plan to play there on my next trip i plan to stay there and play elsewhere
5: mm-hmm.
3: that's how i'm going to teach them that lesson they'll learn it too dang it <laughs> right, yeah. Uh well, just to wrap this up, Caesars and MGM currently have at least nine lawsuits facing them. Three of them are uh, class action confirmed, six are trying to get that way. There's probably gonna be more that pop up. I think a lot of this are lawyers trying to lawyer because as we all know, class action lawsuits just generate like a virus software trial and maybe nine dollars for the consumer. So uh If anything, maybe we should all individually sue MGM and (laughs) Seasons. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it if y'all do it. All right, let's move on to the show. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We really, really um, enjoy y'all's feedback. And because of that, we always try to feature it. And doing that again is Sonia and David.
2: Thanks to everyone leaving great ratings and reviews on our podcast. It helps the algorithm push it out for more people and we appreciate it. We specifically want to thank Daniel Ocean, Steve Smith, our podcast mascot and Lexi Cantu for leaving rave reviews this week. So Lexi said such an entertaining way to learn more about Vegas and get excited about our next trip. She learned something new and laugh every time.
0: Yeah. And uh, Daniel Ocean. He said, solid content, solid people, better friends, no bias here. Really enjoy the podcast. Great audio content on my lake walks every week. It's interactive and not immersive, which is phenomenal. Keep up the great work, everyone. May the longevity be in your favor.
2: And then Steve says, these Texans speak their mind and pull no punches. I'm looking at you, Danny. Their take on Las Vegas is unique and witty. In the day and age of questionably authentic reviews, these folks leave no doubt in their integrity. Cash in or cash out, I say cash in to this fantastic podcast about the greatest city in the world. Such great reviews again, guys. Thank you so much. In addition to those great people, uh, Roger and Stuart, who who left previous reviews, are also going to be entered into our drawing this week for our It's Vegas Y'all t-shirt giveaway, which we will do at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that.
0: So shifting topics, guys, Casey posted a poll on our Facebook page asking, where would you stay if you can go to Vegas for the first time again? There were a total of 40 votes featuring nine different resorts. And just quick question for you guys, have have you seen the poll? Any idea who came up on top before I say it?
3: I'm going to say Cosmo.
0: Casey, who you got?
1: Well, I looked at it prior to the...
0: uh, (laughs) So So you cheated, huh? So you cheated. You got the updated results. Ryan, did you take a look at the poll? No, I did not. But I (laughs) bet
4: you anything Danny's right with Cosmo.
0: (laughs) So you guys are right. So Cosmo did come up on top with 15 votes the last time we checked. And it was followed by the win in a very close second with 14 votes. So... Winning encore looks like it's moving up there. Coming in third was Bellagio, so shout out to Hog with four votes. So guys, just interested to hear y'all's take as well. If you could do Vegas again for the first time, what resort would you pick? Ryan, what resort would you would you pick? Luxor. Okay. Any particular reason? <laughs> Daddy's so mad again right now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Because, it's okay well, to change. It's okay to change. No, right. it's not. I don't change. You know that. So the way I took this is, where would I have gone? Like, had it been my first visit back in nineteen ninety-five? Yes. Okay, so that's then definitely even more so, because back in ninety-five, it was um, themed, themed out. Everything was was still new-ish.
0: Mm-hmm. It had and, a boat ride too, right? Back yeah. back then. When, yeah.
4: So. I didn't stay there, but if I could go back in time, that's where I would go. That's where I would stay.
1: Wow. Casey, what about you? Yeah, so Luxor was where I stayed the first time. Because, Good job, Casey. You know, probably a <laughs> lot of people want to stay in a unique hotel, but I think if I was to do it over again, I, I would want to do it at Planet Hollywood is what I uh, answered. And the reason is it's more centrally located and a little closer to everything you want to do on your first trip. Because as a first trip, or you know, on your first trip, I feel you're wanting to experience, you know, all these sites, all these places, and being more centrally located would be better than Luxor. So that that was my answer. But you're not staying in a pyramid, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, what you got?
3: I, 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 okay, Luxor's all right. I never win there, but I. I'm missing the fascination with it. I went a little bit more retrospective, and I chose a place that I would have loved to have stayed if I would have been comped on my first stay, and that was the OG Aladdin, which Mm, is where Planet Hollywood is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their drink service was phenomenal. The theming was over the top. Uh, Always had a good time there, and I hate that it's now corporate neon bullshit that's me but yeah I, that's what i would do what would y'all do
0: Or would you say man?
2: um i definitely would pick center strip kind of what y'all were talking about maybe plan a hollywood area um but even like i like the area where harris and mirage are i like that little area because there's a lot of little casinos there so there's a lot to see the drinks um are pretty cheap you know down there you know inexpensive casino royale so i'd probably stay in that little spot somewhere in one of those probably mirage or i mean I, you know, I really enjoy staying at Harrah's when we have stayed there many, many years ago. I'm um, going to stay there in a long time, but I'd say that area.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the atmosphere is definitely more lively, right? In, in that section of the woods, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Mirage, just walking in the door, the smell of coconuts, it's still there. So that, that memory will always stay with me. But I agree with you. I think Mirage would probably be ideal just because the location and then what else is around there? um makes sense for me
3: you know what's funny about mirage i just had this like memory today is the year that i first went to vegas i think it was the first trip um was the year that vegas vacation the movie came out Mm -hmm. and we went to vegas and then came back and said well we should go see that movie in the theater which rarely happens anymore um and, like, I got kind of sentimental about Vegas watching that movie <laughs> because it was such a good trip. And I was like, oh, my God, I was there. I, I remember going to the Mirage and how yes. topically themed it was. And they had, like, the palm trees in the casino and, and stuff like that. And uh, it just that, that era is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And granted, there are new things that are coming to replace it, um, that some are better, some are not. I miss that, but I, at least I'm fortunate to have lived through that. So that's good. Uh, yeah. Ryan, by the way, the mirage is on the north end of the strip.
4: <laughs> you have to show me pictures sometimes. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Everybody, we appreciate your feedback. Keep giving us that good information, your insights, your preferences, your favorites on the Facebook group. David and Sonia, thanks for going over that listener feedback. And like they said, we will indeed be doing our first merch giveaway even though casey might have already purchased all the merch (laughs) he bought a lot of merch you all right (laughs) we have a new segment it's actually a segment we've been doing but i kind of cleaned the corners up decided what the framing was going to be a little bit better as we get more and more refined with our podcast and we're calling this section big bets Big Bets is our segment where we talk about news stories that may impact your Vegas experience. We are not a news podcast. That's a lot of work. There are other podcasts and content creators that do that focus. But when we mention news, it's going to be stuff that we dive into pretty deep. Casey might make a spreadsheet. There'll be charts. There'll be graphs. There'll be infographics. Well, maybe not all of that, but we'll research a little bit and give you a deeper dive. We want to hear your opinion. And this week, we have two big topics to cover and then one kind of editorial opinion piece from David and Sonia. So we're going to get started
1: with Casey. Take it away, Casey. Yeah, thank you, Danny. So no charts and data needed today, but uh, found this very interesting that, uh, and this is from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, On Tuesday, Clark County Commissioners voted unanimously to approve an an ordinance that will bring the county in line with Senate Bill 92, which it bans street vendors from working within 1,500 feet of a resort hotel or near a facility that can seat at least 20,000 people. The law will come into effect October 17th, which that's very close, right? And good. Uh, And it will be followed by a second ordinance that must be in place by July 1st of next year, which will lay out requirements for licensing and fees for locations where street vending will be allowed. So that's the news story. And I applied it a little. While I started thinking about it. I was like, well, will this law get rid of the street vendors in front of Bellagio? Because I know that uh hog is worried about that. And 1500 feet. I couldn't grasp that, but, That's the same as 500 yards. And here in Texas, football fields, I know the size of a football field. So that's five football fields away from a casino. So I do think this will clear the streets of those street vendors. So I'm excited.
3: I mean, I want to be clear, this doesn't include buskers, right? Which I think is the other thing that needs to be addressed. I'm, I'm more bothered by the... I can't, there's no way I can, like, hide my bias. I'm more bothered by the sex workers, sex work is real work, uh, that walk the strip with their police costumes and whips and uh, charge people $20 to take a picture, or with uh, Mickey Mouse, Mickey spelled (laughs) M-I-C-K-I-E. grabbing your kid and charging i'm more bothered by those people i think than someone selling water out of a an ice chest Mm -hmm. i don't know brian you don't really leave luxor ever but do you (laughs) what is your opinion on street vendors
4: well where does it leave people like the like the the fortune teller lady that's outside bellagio and stuff like
3: that's a vendor she's charging for a service
4: okay well then good i
3: thought you were like sad for her like well no i'm wondering about
1: the ones that uh those preach on a microphone like i don't think they charge for a service so he's they get to stay
3: right that's the thing casey right it's these people that aren't actually legitimately setting up techie or not some sort of business product or service to sell but are just proselytizing or walking up and down and assaulting people again there's my bias um those are the people that bother me more. And the fact that you're trying to like do something to make mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. I'm not as bothered by, I guess mm-hmm. it's tacky. And I do want them contained within a space somewhere, but not my biggest issue. Sonia, what do you think?
2: I agree with you, Danny, actually. Um, I, if somebody wants to work, you know, by selling waters or I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, to see all of the, you know, strippers if you will <laughs> dress like they're all down the strip i'm i'm not for that i'd like it to be a little more classy i i feel like it's gotten worse than it used to be again we talk about kind of old school vegas and there was always a little bit of that you know but i, I feel like downtown is kind of coming up to the strip area you know it's not quite as classy as it used to be is that just me
0: no, I, I hear what you're saying too. I think Danny, to your point too, with like some of the street vendors selling water or even like a beer, and it's 115 degrees. I'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you I haven't bought one before, right? Because it's there. You're thirsty, so be it, right? But Ryan, to your point, the fortune tellers, let's do away with that. Someone setting up a hot dog cart, and Danny and Casey, I know you guys had dreams of of eating around the Bellagio fountains, but I'm I'm okay with that being gone. But also too, the the ones dressed and like police uniforms and whatever, and you're walking by and you're like looking at something, and all of a sudden they smack you in your butt. I don't like that. I, that that needs to disappear.
3: Yeah, I have very vocal responses. To <laughs> like I, I've I've gotten into shouting matches. It's it's that is more out of control. Casey, you had something you were looking at with that those distance parameters, right? Five football fields. You want to get into that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so it's just 500 uh, yards is the same as 1,500 feet and then 457 meters for those uh, who care about that. That live in archaic times, I agree. We love yeah, you, Brett. Up, okay. up north
3: in Canada and across the pond. You're right, You're right. Um, But yeah, that's a, that's a big space. It's a, it's a big distance. I think it's the idea that if you take like, the front of bellagio and draw the perimeter of that circle around it's going to stretch into the other side of this the strip on the street right do the same thing with planet hollywood that circle will reach across the street so essentially it's their way of saying
1: you can't be anywhere here
5: mm-hmm.
1: well think right. of its impact on downtown uh there won't be any anything under the canopy right Black well street in terms of vendors,
3: downtown is actually a separate from Paradise, Nevada, which is where the strip is, right? Um, And this is uh, moved by Clark County, the county as a whole, which Las Vegas and Paradise both live in, to, what's the word I'm looking for? Streamline the policy, right? They want everyone to do things the same way. I don't think downtown has a big problem with street vendors. They have, they've uh, created a space for buskers which is something the Strip might need, but I still find that tacky, those circles. What they're trying to do is have a policy that applies everywhere, mostly, I think, targeting the tourist areas so that people can't sell things or do things like read your cards, or I think this would even cover people doing like three card Monty in the shell game on the Strip, Mm -hmm. anywhere where there's an exchange of money for a perceived service or product. Um, Because that came from the state. The state said, we need to get this under control. There was a picture on Twitter, I believe, of 10 or so vendors selling shit at the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. And they're like, no, this isn't the Vegas that
4: we want to represent. So, mm. But what's stopping people like the, the fortune teller lady from stopping charging, like not $25 a, a read or whatever they do, and just saying, oh, just doing it tip-based like the – strippers do
3: well that's a great point because that that would be the approach i would take but i'm sure that's why there's this second ordinance that's coming that's gonna create regulations around how you get licensed and the fees you Mm -hmm. pay and how you can charge so i mean again people want to make money make money but do something other than pose Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: sorry work for it (laughs) Yes, you better work, bitch. All right, <laughs> moving on. Casey, thank you for talking about that. We appreciate it. It will impact our experience because Casey and I won't get to buy hot dogs from the street vendors and do our experiment. Oh, well. Your stomach's saved, Casey. Yeah, I'm happy about that. home. <laughs> I know. I know. There'll be other opportunities. All right. So the other big news story this week, we gathered from a bunch of different news sources, uh, mostly local television news. And then I actually read um, the Culinary Union statements about this. But last week, the Culinary Union Local 226 approved a strike for workers at the big three strip casino employers, that's MGM, Caesars, and Wynn, whose current contract for those frontline workers expired last month. Tuesday negotiations began with MGM resorts continued on Wednesday with Caesars entertainment and will continue Friday of this week with wind resorts. The union is about 50,000 members strong and the strike authorizations would apply to about 40,000 of those member workers to clarify the union is compromised of, sorry, The union is comprised uh, (laughs) of frontline hospitality workers, including staff and the front desk, bell and other customer service positions. Not as the name implies, just in the kitchen or food and beverage, Uh, but just kind of the clever name that the union local there in Vegas has always had the culinary. Uh, It's very powerful. The union has been in negotiations for more than five months preceding the strike vote, uh, deciding to move to vote on a strike because no progress had been made while increased wages lower healthcare costs are definitely part of the talks other negotiation points center around employee safety and i found this really interesting a lot of it kind of harkens back to how covid was handled and with the word on the street being that we're going to go into another like surge situation mm-hmm. here with the new variant and all of that um, i I could see how this is a grounding for making this point, but some of the things they're looking for is actual enforcement of social distancing, um, requiring mandatory testing for employees returning to work after disclosed illness. I did not know that wasn't uniform, and so they want people to actually get tested to make sure they're not still sick when they go back. But then there are some other things in here that I find an interesting flex. Additionally, they're looking to mandate daily hotel room housekeeping service and increase hotel security personnel and then the last thing that i found there in the union website is that they're looking specifically at requiring training and other protocol improvements to protect workers impacted by automation practices it talks a lot about technology that's taking over jobs different parts of jobs and how that's impacting the guest experience i'm guessing from the union perspective, they're going to argue that if we're getting rated on customer service and a machine is impacting how people perceive it, there needs to be some way to delineate between that. The um, spokesperson for the union is a gentleman with the last name Papa George. Not quite Papa Giorgio, but he's (laughs) the secretary for the union. He's the, the vocal proponent for everything. And he said essentially that this part of their Um, negotiations is about bringing the human back into HR, which I thought was a clever way to say that. One last thing before we talk about all of this, it's a very loaded topic, is that um, the bartenders are not part of the culinary union. They have their own union, bartenders union, local 165, but they are also, they have just concurrently authorized a strike. So if The culinary strikes, the bartenders will definitely strike as well because strength in numbers. All right, I'll stop there. There was a lot to unload. Initial thoughts, who wants to go first? Sonia's ready, go.
2: Wow, this is a lot. Yeah, I was just thinking about everything going on with MGM. Um, This is definitely something that has to be addressed fast. Um, I was looking at what you were saying about additionally, they're looking to mandate daily hotel room housekeeping service. And increase the hotel security personnel and I think i would seen um somebody talk about this in the union that one of the reasons that they want to do that is because well that the people that do housekeeping was because um they feel like they you know when the a room doesn't get cleaned for so many days they have to do more work it's a lot harder it's not as efficient versus doing a daily cleaning and keeping everything in order and so that makes sense plus it's more you know um sanitary that way i think as well so um, yeah this is i'm a little concerned about this hopefully this gets addressed
3: let me be very transparent here one of my first jobs uh, out of college was i worked as a trainer for a large hotel corporation um specifically in qa and performance recovery which meant i got sent to the worst hotels as part of this big corporation to identify and fix problems. And I eventually became kind of the the person on the front line for my group for housekeeping training um, because I, I know you can't tell, but I'm a little anal retentive about things. Um, and so <laughs> I would do things like check, Ryan, stop laughing, um, uh, check the light bulbs, make sure that uh, the caulking on the caulking, C-A-L-K, on the tub was uh, clean, things like that. Um, but the concern here i think in this situation with daily housekeeping is a flex back from the union that the corporations took advantage of the COVID situation
5: Mm.
3: to reduce daily housekeeping and in turn reduce housekeeping schedules so that they weren't having to bring in housekeepers as often and not have as many on staff as someone that's worked in recruiting and um, workforce development in hospitality, I will tell you that the housekeepers from Vegas live a very, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? Siloed experience in terms of other housekeepers. I would have them come to Houston looking for work and say, oh, I just wanna be a housekeeper again. Um, and I'm like, great, how much were you making? Where you were They're like, oh, I was in Vegas. I worked at you know MGM Grand and here's my, annual pay stub $98,000 because they're banking tips and things like that and so this is again an attempt to get more money which again if you want to work for it I would never ever want to be a housekeeper every day my back would hurt things would be broken I'd hate people well one of those go through, <laughs> but um, I, I think this is an attempt to get more money and more hours through um, doing this like
4: mandating it I don't think it'll happen Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think of this stuff? That's the same thing that I thought of when I read it, is this is a, a way to get more money disguised as we're doing it for the good of the people. It's clearly they're missing out on hours, and then if they're, people aren't getting their rooms cleaned every day, they can opt out of it, then they're missing out of that daily tip. It makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And I mean, Ryan and I both currently work in like our part-time work for tips, and the hustle's important. It is. So hustle is important. And I give people credit saying, just let us work more hours. That way we can make that money. Again, I don't have a problem with that. Casey, what did you take out of this that kind of gave you an eyebrow raise, got your attention?
1: Well, you know, just with any of these kind of negotiations, uh, it, it's all about the money and it will, they'll end up being some kind of uh agreement, you know, and what I think it'll end up, Leading to higher costs, right? Uh, And those costs will be passed along to us. So I'm going to be appreciative of these comp offers while I can, while I can get them. I've got to take advantage of it. It Not okay.
3: I tend to agree with you, but also it doesn't have to get transferred to us. Vegas has, for what has it been, 30 something months, month over month since like reopening, shown record numbers and their revenue. Yeah. What would happen, what would be the best thing to happen, especially with a PR nightmare that's being experienced right now by the casinos that got hacked, is if they didn't transfer this expense to us, but instead say, we're still going to make money, just not as much. We're going to pay our workers fairly we're going to provide better benefits but we're going to stop boasting about baking all this money and Mm -hmm. we can't even return it to the business to do things like protect my damn driver's license number like this is what's disturbing i don't i don't side with the casinos or the corporations in this case at all Mm -mm. i'm very pro-union so i'm biased i picketed with my mom at AT at&t when she worked there it was a heck of a lot of fun um not for my mom but whatever i was young <laughs> um, but like I, I believe in workers rights and the only way you get a big corporation's attention is to work in numbers and i think it's very intentional the timing of threatening with this strike right before f1 which is soon followed by the super bowl right we have like big things happening in vegas and this is a time that yeah as ryan would say grab them by the nuts right ryan That's exactly how I would say it. That's right.
2: But with with MGM losing so much money, I mean, what did they what did they say they lost like millions a day or something like that with this whole thing happening? I mean, do you think that they're gonna give into some of these demands?
3: They better or they're gonna lose their entire staff. Like the culinary is no joke. There are lots of groups that are striking. I hear that there's some airline in Canada that might strike soon, Southwest Airlines um pilots and um the flight staff flight attendants are um looking at striking Although those dummies can't unite to be together so it would be two separate strikes which makes no sense like we can fly the plane but then i won't get a diet coke or (laughs) i can get a diet coke but we'll never leave the ground i don't get it but the culinary is very strong it's a very strong union and it's been something like decades since the last strike occurred and when it does it shuts that town down. Wow, it's, yeah. Now that it's
0: that much bigger, yeah. I, I, they're, they're purposefully doing
3: this at this time,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't, like, announced, though, when the strike's coming, right? It could come at any time, I guess, right? Yeah,
3: there, there's a procedure to things, right? And so they the, the authorization to strike is what happened. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what the spokesperson for the union said is, we're going to go through these separate negotiation talks with MGM Caesars and Win." And based on what they say, we'll determine whether or not we need to set a strike deadline, which I'm guessing we'll hear about a strike deadline because that's the final vice, right? Like that's the final push to say, you didn't do enough. They're not going to be pleased with MGM, Caesars, and Wynn aren't going to lay down and say, okay, you get all of this. And so the union in turn is going to say, all right, you have until this date, this is what we want. And that's when the pressure starts. I'm going to guess that date occurs Right around like two weeks from now, yeah, yeah, just in time
1: for my trip, yeah, <laughs> like November 15th, a couple of days before F1. Yeah, oh god, that would be absolutely
3: terrifying. I don't know that they'll wait that long, but if they had to, they have the leverage to do it for sure,
0: yeah, yeah. You think they're watching the UAW just to see like what's going on with that strike and if there's uh, like any baseline towards what potentially they can also, um achieve or or receive based on the United Auto Workers Union strike?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the Teamsters kind of lead the way in how union operations occur. They've lost some strength and integrity over the decades, but it's definitely something going on right now. Uh, Tony was telling me about, I don't remember what um, CEO it was, but she's female. So, um, but I think it's Chrysler or something but mm-hmm. like her annual bonus was something like 30 million dollars and oh she God. can't justify like a, a raise for her people and I'm like k you look sus yeah yeah and, and kind of shitty so uh yes that's the sort of stuff that like I will never be on the side of the corporation cuz girlfriend can buy like 25 houses million dollar houses and her workers can't eat like healthy food so yeah mm-hmm.
5: yeah
3: nope. not okay all right. Ah, I get real riled up by stuff dealing with work. So that said, I started my job unofficially this week and it's a wonderful time. So nice. glad to have a job. Glad to be making money. Look forward to degenning it out with Ryan in Vegas. <laughs> Ryan and Kate, right in case you're going to be there together when worlds collide. All right. Let's move on to a lighter topic to finish our big bets. And that's I wanted to get an update from David and Sonia on their uh, attempt to get offer match. so you are confident what eventually you ended up doing take
5: it away all
2: right so yes we um are we're going to be in vegas here soon and we are staying at new york new york um for three nights and so danny had recommended um that we call resorts world because they do offer matches and we'd never have heard this or thought about doing it we did call them. Um, he did want the host. We had we had to contact a host, and the host wanted to make sure and verify the offer by actually calling MGM. He said he had a guy there that he could call with our number and verify that. And he was able to match the offer to the resort credit and the free play with the comp nights as long as. You're getting comped at the Bellagio, the Aria, or the MGM Grand, and he said that that was the the stipulations there. So we did do that. So um, so for anybody who's interested in staying in at resorts world, that is something that he said that what they're doing is they're doing that as a first time um, offer match, and then you have to build your own comps after that.
3: Yeah, I love that. I love that they're matching the full offer. I was telling y'all before we started recording for the show that my best gambling friend John although Brian's quickly taking over that spot um he tried to get matched there and he had something like 600 something in free play and um 400 in resort credit and they would match his room they'd give him two or three nights in a room in a Hilton room so the lowest Mm -hmm. level um they're all I think about the same essentially but they would give him the room but not match the other parts of his offer and he was like uh no sorry bye not gonna do that um for a little bit of transparency, are y'all willing to share like how much free play and food credit you're getting so people have an idea of what they're matching?
2: Yes. So um, the offer that I sent him was for New York, New York, which um, which for that was 150 in free play and 150 in resort credit. But he's only he he said he would only offer or only match the offer from the Bellagio or Aria. So for our offer, it was 100 and 100. So we did get a hundred in both for that because um, again, Bellagio and Aria, and then I guess MGM Grand also. They normally offer a little bit less than um, Luxor, Excalibur, Park MGM, or even
0: Mandalay Bay. Or
2: yeah, Mandalay Bay I think <clears throat> offer is is kind of in the same um, group as Bellagio and Aria. I know for us at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah.
3: Just side note, Mandalay Bay is like one of my favorite places and Delano. Now that I've actually kind of stayed there because it's in that sweet spot. It's somehow gathered with the lower tier properties mm-hmm. in MGM, but it's a nicer experience. And I think it's put together in that cohort because of its distance far south. But for me, that's ideal. It's further. It's quieter other than when it's summertime and there's a billion children running around. <laughs> um, I get the same offer I would for like an Excalibur. So I like that because I think yeah. there's uh, better food options, etc. So that's interesting. Your offers are I would say fairly common for a lot of people. There are people that get I don't know like three hundred dollars in free play and two hundred dollars in resort credit. Ryan, do you know anybody like
4: that? I know of people like that. Yes, I do, Danny. Yeah,
3: that's good. I mean, would you, had you ever thought about potentially um, doing an offer match with Resorts World? Would you do this?
4: I, I am now because I would just like to get the free play and the <laughs> resort credit and never return. <laughs>
3: I mean, but is there a possibility, Ryan, that you go there, you eat there, because we know you like your Um, (laughs) nom-noms, you play, and you, by the grace of God, enjoy your experience. (laughs) Would you consider it like, huh, maybe I want to stay here in the future? No. No. (laughs) why not again ryan is the ultimate mgm fanboy but why wouldn't that be a possibility
4: because i don't want to be tied down to one property i don't like that that feeling but you're tied down to an entire corporation now resorts world is a corporation too
3: okay so now you're making my point for me like i just don't understand why you wouldn't keep your mind open to Let's say you play there, you do pretty well on your free play, and then they send you back two nights, a hundred, hundred free play and resort credit. You're saying you won't go back?
4: Probably, probably not. If they would keep offering me something, then then maybe I would go back. But am I gonna fanboy Resorts World ever? No, it's not happening.
1: Wow, <laughs> Casey,
3: what do you think of Ryan's nonsense here? Would you go back?
1: Well, like Resorts World is just one property, I guess that's where. I would uh, agree with Ryan there, you know, like at least Caesars or MGM or, you know, even Wynn and Venetian, at least they got two towers, uh, two different casinos. Uh, so, you know, you're limited, you're limited at Resorts World. Uh, and if you don't like it, I, I just don't, you know, I, I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I don't have any interest. I went down to Resorts World and uh, gave them some play, but I don't know if I'll ever step back, foot back in there. Uh, it's too far away. There's nothing down there that's not anywhere else. So why bother? I mean, in the end, I'm
3: essentially playing devil's advocate because I enjoy right. arguing with Ryan about how much he loves Luxor. But I, <laughs> I, I'm I, not crazy about Resorts World. I think the best thing they have going for them is their restaurant collection. Mm-hmm. Um, their VIP pool was pretty nice, but it's not enough for me to want to stay there. I'm curious to see what David and Sonia think about mm-hmm. it. I think it's definitely a step up from staying at New York, New York. Do y'all plan to actually stay at New York, New York, or you're just kind of using the at resorts world?
0: But right? If resorts world ends up sucking and we're, we're just not having a good time there because New York, New York overlaps with it, we'll just go back to New York, New York.
3: So you're going to hold both reservations.
0: Yeah,
2: we are. And I think, um, just in case but i think that the reason we'll keep at resorts world is because this trip is about building comps at other places other than mgm we've re- we've already looked at our well our points before we could sit when we could see them and we there's no way that we can make the next tier level so for this year we are where we are we're not gonna we're probably not gonna gamble at mgm properties we're probably gonna gamble at the wind which one of the reasons we're staying at resorts World is because hmm. right across from the wind so we can build our comps there um, and if resourceful is just not doing it for us, then we'll probably stay kind of Win Mirage area, and we're going to try to build our comps on those two places. That's kind of our goal of this trip.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I hope you have success and hope, like, if you play at win. I hope it uh, turns into an offer for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's the goal for sure. We just, we miss now that Cosmo is MGM, just overlapping that with an MGM property because we would love to stay at Cosmo and then MGM or vice versa, MGM then Cosmo, but can't do that now, right? So just trying to find a backup um, resort outside of MGM to kind of fulfill that.
3: You know what's interesting though, and I haven't heard many people say, especially these hoity-toity international visitors. um, I'm really just trying to, there we go, I gotta react. (laughs) but, like a lot of people that come from other countries, like in the states, three or four nights that's pretty much our max. Like mm-hmm. A lot of people, right? But they'll come for seven, eight, nine, ten days and do like Cosmo, MGM, other, right? And then Caesars or whatever. But you could now, given the 48 or 72 hour separation yeah. rules, do Cosmo, I don't know, Caesars Palace, Aria. That's right. Right, and so you could still work it out that way if you're one of those visitors. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how that will work because mm-hmm. I do think MGM is better at giving those additional comps, things that don't come into play a lot for me. Like at a hundred, hundreds, good, it'll cover a meal or two and some coffee, um, and maybe about five minutes of gambling, thirty seconds. <laughs> for but I, I don't know that it matters too much otherwise than beyond. I I just need the room comp is what I'm saying. Mm
2: I agree. Yeah.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, that's interesting. I think y'all, first of all, y'all had not been to Resorts World, correct?
2: We've never stayed there, correct.
3: Have you played there?
2: Mm -hmm. We have played there numerous times and never had any luck there.
3: Okay, so this is good because I was thinking y'all didn't have a play history. So they matched your offer even being an existing players club member. Correct. Yes. So they're essentially saying, all right, give us a shot at your usual play.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, because we've played there. I mean, quite a bit of times. Um, so almost
0: every trip, we'll go over there just to, just because, right? And and we enjoyed the center bar primarily. So drinking premium cocktails at the bar top while we're playing like Kino or mm-hmm. video poker or whatever, and just have a couple cocktails there, and then jump in an Uber and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Restaurants good, drinks I think are okay. They have some interesting spaces, but it's not a gamble for me. I did learn that um <laughs> there's an artist called, I think he's called G Easy, but I called him Geezy when I was telling my niece about it. And she started cracking up. He's like Theo, <laughs> like, who's uncle, right? She's like, That's G Easy. I'm like, Oh, okay, I saw Geezy. Well, Geezy will be there on Halloween. Um so Not my demographic. I'm not clearly in the target market, but I hope you all have a really good time. Everyone else, get those offers matched by Resorts World because clearly they're looking for new players. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was good. Y'all did it kind of in harmony too. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, like I said, I look forward to hearing how David and Sonia's experience goes at Resorts World. Eat all the food, win all the money, drink (laughs) all the drinks. Next, we're going on to a segment that Hog would usually do. It's time for Vegas Quick Hits. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh,
5: uh-huh. Las Vegas Quick Hits. Uh-huh.
4: This week for Vegas Quick Hits, we're going to talk to me, Ryan.
3: <laughs> that came off just as I intended. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> He's a natural. I love it. So I thought we would talk to Ryan because Ryan is filling in um calgary is very similar and also very different from i think houston i'm I'm in houston right now not being a deadbeat dad to my cats that my ex has and i'm taking care of them one of them has diabetes um both of my boy cats got diabetes because they take after their father Um, (laughs) and um so i'm here and I, i saw like the videos and stuff and ryan talking about calgary stampede in the past and it reminds me of the houston rodeo so much and Just kind of culturally, it's funny how um, the cities are so similar. And so they do indeed, as Casey said, call it the Texas of the north. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that Calgary's part of Texas and Dallas is not. Sorry, Casey.
5: Sorry, sorry.
3: sorry. We can only have one winning baseball team in the state. Let's get to know Ryan a little bit because who knows? He might show up on the show again. Um, Ryan, first of all, before I get into these program questions, You go to Vegas and play primarily what? Slots. You're a slot player. What's your average bet?
4: Danny. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I guess average would be between 250
3: and 5. Yeah, we're about the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Where we disagree is what's your favorite game, Ryan? Lightning Link. Shut up. What <laughs> lightning link is not your favorite game? I have lots of favorite games and it changes all the time. So yeah, yesterday we had a chat argument about
4: the game that you want to play with Kevin. Oh, right. I can't remember what I didn't remember what we decided on. I can't remember what we I dancing drums prosperity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, it's yes. great.
2: Love that game. Good job, Brian.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Ryan loves a good drum game i do um i i absolutely hate link games and so i think ryan was just trying to trigger me again but
4: um how often do you go to vegas this year too often because this month will be my fifth trip and that's the most i've ever taken in a year normally it's like two times a year
3: yeah two or three times a year is where i need to land my max was 11 trips two years ago wow Um, this year i started tracking that way and i realized i was tired of low rolling so much and so i paused uh because i want to go back to betting bigger and enjoying my time more extravagantly so i appreciate that i think ryan and i both had that catharsis at different times he was like this is too many times yeah it is (laughs) like we we are intentionally in october doing things that aren't staying in one place and gambling so that'll be interesting
2: yeah, I might smart. go other places
3: and gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I did want to talk to Ryan kind of because he is in, in Canada and Canada and the experience does differ from us here in the States. Um, just to level set, Ryan. Um you do have a nonstop flight that you like from your hometown to Vegas, right? You're in um can't remember Edmonton. I mean Calgary. What? Just kidding, Ryan. I know. He gets <laughs> mad when I say he's not from Calgary. Um, so you have a direct flight from Calgary to Las Vegas, right? And you prefer to fly WestJet. WestJet. What do you think of Air Canada?
4: <laughs> um, You know what I think of Air Canada.
3: The listeners don't, Ryan.
4: I do not enjoy Air Canada's service. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but- You've had but some
3: inconsistent experience.
4: I have, yes. They're great if you live in the east side of the of the country. But if you live in the west, it's gotta be Westjet. It's gotta be West Jet. What about like something like a swoop? I think swoop's going out of business.
3: Yeah. They? I, I believe so that they're going away. Okay, so WestJet. And so generally when you get a good rate on a flight, how much is it? Um
4: around 300, 350 that's a good round trip. But that's then 15. I, I Part of me,
3: Canadian,
4: Canadian, yes. Okay, and then I, I upgrade to 4F for an extra hundred bucks. So,
3: so is that like first class, business class? That's what it is. No, no, is no, no. A bigger seat, He's
4: right behind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So 4F is my seat class. Yeah, I can see yeah. them. I can <laughs> smell their good.
5: food. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's mean for ryan because he loves to eat too <laughs> okay so for a 4f ticket including the upgrade you're paying 400 to 450 yep. for a good okay and so unlike us dollars that's like 550 right um that, that oh seems God. like a pretty pricey flight dave sonia how much are y'all paying each for your um flight tomorrow or have
5: you paid for your flight tomorrow
2: we yeah, it, it probably about three hundred round trip yeah. per person. Yeah, somewhere somewhere around that. Sometimes a little bit less, depending on if we can get a good Southwest deal. I'd say anywhere between two forty to three hundred round trip
3: per person. Yeah, mm-hmm. So about half, a little bit less than half the price that Ryan's paying. Ryan, how long is your flight from Calgary? Between two and a half
4: and three hours, but it's usually around usually around two and a half.
3: Yeah, so about the same time as san antonio or austin mm-hmm. to las mm-hmm. vegas that's interesting
1: casey how long is your flight from dallas well, about two and a half hours uh typically go uh southwest and uh i, I shop for rates uh try to find it like under a hundred dollars you can often find it uh for that and uh my next trip i actually found it on spirit for 44 dollars each way and uh i am not getting any of other excess uh, I'm going to just bring one bag and go with it. So. good yeah. luck. I mean, I've done it
3: once where I take a backpack and I'm only there for a couple nights and it works out, but it's a little stressful. I like to like have extra leg room and be in the part of the cabin where they provide oxygen, things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Casey is in the headquarter city for Southwest and they do get a lot of promos and things mm-hmm. out of Dallas. So. I mean, Love Field is named after the the founder, right, of Southwest yeah. Airlines and their whole, it kind of plays on the words of you know, Southwest is like the Love Airline. So um, it, it's it's ideal for traveling there. That, I think that's crazy that you can find flights still for under $100 round trip, right? Yeah. Right, um, yeah. But, I mean, even my trip in October, I'm flying Southwest, uh, paid one way through with points, Um, And then the other way was on a promo fare. So my total flight cost was right at, I think $39 total.
5: That's good. Very good. Mm -hmm. The
3: huge difference. So then when you see poor Ryan up there traveling the same distance, but crossing a border, um, that's a lot. That's an investment. It has implications for how you spend your money. Um, So right now there's a, Positive exchange rate for Americans, negative for other people exchanging to American dollars. Ryan, how has that impacted? Like, what is the exchange rate for you right
4: now? I actually just looked it up, and it's actually it's gotten worse. So right now we are at one point four two zero six, so a dollar forty two for every dollar. Hmm. Not good. That's not good. So I'm losing forty two bucks for every hundred I sent. Put in the machine.
3: That is exactly the way that people need to hear it. So say, So you said. For every hundred bucks you put in the machine, you're essentially paying 142 Canadian, right? That's right. You're moving out on $42. I'm paying a $42 entrance fee.
5: Wow. (laughs) For every hundred dollars.
3: For every hundred. hundred. That's crazy. So, how does that impact the financial decisions you make when you go to Vegas? I often hear like international visitors saying it's funny playing with American money in Las Vegas because it feels like play money or Monopoly money. Does it feel detached that way, Ryan? Or do you think it's even more real with this horrible exchange rate?
4: I always detach my, the money that I'm spending, no matter where I'm gambling, because that's gambling money, so it just doesn't matter. Um, but it has lowered my my bankroll. I've made it work up until this coming trip. I've kind of decided, you know, yeah, no, I can do this. But this trip, I'm I'm done with <laughs> with being okay with it. And I just need to lower my bankroll. It's too much. Mm. Yeah.
3: I mean, you don't, you, if you double up on your hundred, you still haven't doubled up on the American hundred, right? So mm-hmm. you would have to triple your investment almost, wow. or triple the American investment to get back double the Canadian investment, if that makes any sense. So it, it's a little, I would feel hard pressed to even go to Vegas. Yeah. Like, like that's giving away money Casey what do you think would you be as willing to gamble if that was the exchange rate for our currency elsewhere
1: I would definitely think it would slow my roll very quickly uh, and I think I would be watching that like a hawk I don't know uh, what do you do Ryan do you look at that exchange rate does it fluctuate you know every day are you looking at it every day every week or just hey I'm gonna look at it when I go yeah, no, I, I look at it
4: pretty much. I would say a couple of times a week, and I can always um, determine what it's going to be when I drive when I'm driving. I can see the gas the gas price because it's always correlates with the, mm-hmm. the exchange rate as well. Really?
3: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, how long before your trip do you actually do the the money exchange, the currency exchange? Um, oh, months in advance.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: I very raising? rarely
4: will will wait i have i usually have the money sitting there well in advance i pick a good day where it might be like a dollar 38 and i exchange that mm, okay four bucks is four bucks, yeah, four oh. bucks, is four smart. bucks. Smart. No, that's
2: really but when smart. you're
4: talking about thousands of dollars it's yeah yep yeah. yeah okay
3: okay we get it baller it's fine <laughs> yeah. uh make it rain ryan um so I, I get it that's a pretty heavy topic and i do feel for people that have to put that additional investment for for me it's already i'm not gonna say stressful but i'm always conscious about how much i'm spending or losing while gambling and to think about that additional interest essentially that's on it it would make it less fun for me
0: which is why
4: i gamble harder at home than i do in vegas even even before this trip i always gamble harder at home than i do in vegas
3: yeah right right so Ryan will go silent sometimes and I'm right nine out of 10 times and I'll like check on him about three hours into the silence and be like, well, are you winning <laughs> like, I only wait for a couple of hours? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I love it. Ryan is definitely a dedicated gambler. So aside from the money curious and some other differences, when you go to Vegas, Ryan, are there anything, is there anything that Americans do or tourists in Vegas that particularly
4: uh, annoy you? In Vegas specifically? Sure. Not, not really. I mean, I don't know, people are people or any, anywhere you go. Um, maybe it's slightly ruder than they would be in Canada. But, you know, like, don't hold the door open for you, that type of thing.
2: In Texas, they're a lot nicer, though.
4: I believe yeah. that. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although
3: in Texas... Um... <laughs> I will. Maybe it's not Texas. Maybe it's Danny in Texas, but if I hold the door open for you, I expect you to say thank you. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Most Texans if I let, do that. Yeah, right. If I, it doesn't happen. I was going to say, if I let you uh, merge in front of me, I don't do that. I will <laughs> hug, hug the bumper of the car in front of me. Casey, do you let people merge in front of you?
1: Oh, man. Today, someone cut me off, and y'all don't know what I said to them, so... <laughs> No, I'm not a fan of honking the horn, though. I never honk my horn. Do y'all honk y'all's horn? Like, some people are over honkers, in my opinion. And uh, I never touch my horn.
3: I don't touch my horn. I will lay on it for an uncomfortable (laughs) amount of time. I will follow you. Like, if you cut me off, I will follow you. Lay on the horn, man. Is that
2: equivalent, Danny, to flicking someone off? Do you think?
3: Oh, I do that too. Like I, <laughs> the whole arsenal comes out. I don't bless their heart. I pull it out of. Oh, bless their heart, yeah. In. I do. I mean, so I'll be nice to you. I give you a shot, other than merging in front of me. But like, no, I I have like, if someone walks in after I've held the door for them, I'll like shout at him. You're welcome. I don't care if she's like 98 (laughs) years old. Well,
1: I find it funny here in Texas, like Chick-fil-A always gets credit for having a fast line. Well, everyone at Chick-fil-A seems like they like each other and they let you merge and go about your life. But on the highway, you're not no longer at a Chick-fil-A and everyone's like, you know, flipping everybody the bird and honking and cutting you off. I'm like, it's crazy, man i mean claim to fame
3: is i was with driving with some friends to a festival so my 30s so i wasn't that much younger but so let's say 10 years ago and um we got cut off by this little like hatchback car and i pull up to him and before i can like assess the situation i'm saying some choice words that would definitely not they have to be censored and i'm yelling and one of my friends is like dude and I like pause and definitely uh, hatchback filled uh, with nuns. A bunch of nuns that I was cursing. <laughs> off. Oh, but they cut me off. They're not a <laughs> Right. So I guess Canada's nicer. Ryan, so you're saying you never flick anyone off in Canada? Oh, no, I do. do but I'm probably not before? as nice as
4: your normal Canadian. <laughs> I know. <they're laughs>
3: I always joke that Ryan and I are brothers. He's just taller and whiter. <laughs> right um okay so ryan which property that you haven't stayed at yet is next on your comp room radar so ryan won't pay for a room of course not, nobody should if you get him comp where do you want to stay next that's comped
4: well the only two mgm properties that i haven't stayed at are park and mgm grand so i'm not staying at park so i guess True. mgm grand would be the one yeah, and, I'm, and but the thing is, is I feel like MGM Grand, like their uh, comps are like the same as like Bellagio for me. They mm-hmm.
2: they are, mm-hmm.
4: and it's not a premium property in my eyes. I hundred
2: so. percent agree. Yep.
4: So I don't know if I actually will stay there.
2: I, I was going to mention that whenever we were talking about the resorts world offer when he put MGM Grand in with Aria and Bellagio, I thought that yeah. doesn't match for me.
4: Yeah, when you when you said that, I was like, mm, no, it's
3: yeah. not the same. That's odd. That really is odd. Um, well, whatever. I, I imagine MGM Grand will get shifted to the middle tier when Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
4: would hope so. I that's think so. Should happen. But uh, so for, we'll see. For me, the best property, MGM property that I, I enjoy staying at, as well. You know, I know you, you're thinking it's Luxor, but it's actually Vidara. That's my favorite. Mm. Yeah. My favorite place i know you love adora he's a fanboy wonderful it is a nice property
3: i agree they just need smoking in a casino all right ryan well we i i enjoy you as a person that sounds vulgar um you're one of my (laughs) favorite people um you know that um because of things like that that you do I mean, Brian and I together in Vegas are the most judgmental little pair ever, and I love it. Um, but we also gamble the same, and we essentially like the same drink. He His favorite drink is the tequila paralyzer, and right now mine is the Colorado Bulldog, and they're essentially the same drink with a different liquor base, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. So try them out. Delicious. We have a little quiz for you that Casey put together. And um, uh, the way I understand it is, Casey's going to ask you some questions, and the answers are one of the cities that we live in here, um, the host of the podcast. So you have four choices. You should know at least one because you know where I live. Damn it! But Casey, take it away.
1: All right. Yeah. So as Danny said, Ryan, I'm going to give you the answers, and you just give us the answers to the actual question, okay? And the answers to these four questions is either Dallas, Austin. El Paso or San Antonio? Here are the tough questions. What city hosts the Texas State Fair? Dallas. Got it. Oh, really? Yes.
0: (laughs) Good job. I mean, you're on a roll. No hesitation.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, The Alamo calls this Texas city home. El Paso.
5: (laughs) Oh, Oh, really? But
1: you can get saved by Dave and Sonia
0: who live in this city. It starts with an S and ends with an Antonio. Is it San Antonio?
4: Yeah! I'm better at this than I thought I would be.
1: All right, question number three. You're one for two. The live music capital of Texas is this city.
4: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, we're all... Well, Danny lives in, in... Where does Danny live? (laughs) <laughs> in your heart
1: in your
3: heart san You can't An- see An- my face right now but it has disgust so, and no, disappointment san- on it
4: san antonio and i've done dallas right mm-hmm. yeah okay and then my my last two are two choices are remind me um, el paso and austin
3: okay.
4: oh austin damn it right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I should have written hit.
4: these. I should have written these down because you know me. If I don't have my shit written on a post-it note, then i <laughs> Ryan, Ryan puts
3: things on post-its. I can make the fanciest technological
4: outline. No, and there's Ryan no, will post it. There's reasons I have all these pads and paper and pens around.
3: Tell me you're over 40 without telling me you're over 40. <laughs> all <know>. right. <laughs> Casey, one more.
1: Okay, so by process of elimination, we should get this one, Ryan. Okay? I you would think, but I won't because I can't remember what all the right, other and, one is. And this <laughs> one relates to Calgary. Oh this Texas City, like Calgary, sees the most sunlight of any Texas city. Mm. Most sunlight in Texas
4: belongs to El Paso.
5: Mm. El Paso. Yeah.
3: Ding ding. Ding ding. All right. Which is Spanish for the paso. All right. <laughs> Nobody. Saturday night live. All right. Good job, Brian. I hope you all enjoyed Ryan on the podcast. He is my regular co-host on sunday service on my channel again it's a different market we get a lot more crass but i always appreciate ryan i look forward to hanging out with him in about oh god three weeks it's coming up all right that's it let's move on to our next segment cash in or cash out sonia david
0: awesome So cash in or cash out. So this segment asks if you would invest more time and money in this thing or shut it down. For today's segment, this thing we're talking about is the sphere. Sphere. That's how you say it, right? Sphere? Sphere. So YouTube just kicked off its residency with the performance this past weekend at the sphere. From what we've seen on social media and just the previews of it, it looks... Pretty awesome, pretty amazing inside. As of October sixth, going to their website, you'll be able to purchase tickets to the Sphere Experience, which will start at forty-nine dollars on certain dates. Um, we looked up some more of the details on their website, and this is a two-hour experience that begins when you walk through the doors and are greeted by, which is kind of creepy to me, the way they describe it—a real-life humanoid robot that you can interact with. And I think the humanoid robot's name is Aura. Um, Seeing pictures and seeing her wave kind of creeps me out, but regardless, it's pretty cool, right? So this also includes a 50-minute show called Postcard from Earth that will take you on a journey through all seven continents, making you feel like you're really there.
2: This kind of reminds me of the ride in Disney World at Animal Kingdom Flight of Passage. It's based on the movie Avatar. Um, which is kind of an immersive experience, incorporating all of your senses. So, based on this information, because we are Disney nerds, I think we are cash in. Um, it'd be nice to have something different in Vegas, like an immersive ride. What about y'all? Cash in or cash out?
1: I think uh, I'm cash in uh, for uh, for a permanent fixture such as the Sphere. I'm all about you know big, go big out in Vegas. Uh, so temporary, you know, events or, or attractions that come in I'm not all that interested in. But I'm looking forward to going to the Sphere and I hope I uh, get to do it in one of my upcoming trips here. And yeah, I'm cash in for sure. I, I have a couple
3: of weird concerns. One, put the human back in HR. I don't need a humanoid robot. That, that seems <laughs> crazy to me. I'm going to old man the heck out of it. They'd rather have like some 75 year old near retirement be my greeter and like <laughs> give a real person a job i don't need that stuff the so that forgot what it's called i was going to say postcards from the edge but i believe that's like a meryl streep movie or something i don't know <laughs> but whatever the film is called is by darren aronofsky and he's a uh filmmaker that was a social anthropologist and so his films are very well known for the people that know him um I'm a little curious about that more mm-hmm. so than I saw all the social media people vomiting over the, the opening of this, right? The, the same <laughs> footage of whatever that, like the digital numbers going all over the place. Here's what I'm bothered by. That stage is tiny and awkward. And when I go to a concert, I don't want it to be that bright.
2: Right. Is that weird? Mm, no, I get it.
3: it. It's it's very bright. Um, and so again, old man Danny says... I need darker, which is impossible by a room that exists in the actual, like, film that you're viewing. It surrounds you, right? It's immersive. Um, And then the stage is too small and far, and that's just mostly because my eyesight's going. (laughs) (laughs) So cash in on things like it. Cash out on what it looks
4: like right now. That's what I'm going to say. Okay.
2: Okay. Ryan, what you got?
4: I would say cash out for now because... I I don't have a good idea of what it, what it's going to be. I I need to see, um, other reviews on it. I need to see Mm. uh, the YouTube videos on it before I make the decision right now. It doesn't sound like something I'd be overly interested in, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. And Ryan, there's a mini version of it at resorts world. If you ever want to stay at resorts world, you can, (laughs) you can check it out. (laughs) You're you're a funny guy.
3: (laughs) Uh, he totally won't do it. All right. Awesome. So it looks like we're kind of mixed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, about 50-50. Mm-hmm. All right. To be seen. We'll determine. Uh, is anybody here going to go to the Sphere for a show or for that $49 experience?
2: We we were looking at going this trip, but we we're not going to be able to do it based on another conflict. But we think we're going to try it when we go in January mm-hmm. for our next trip.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So All
3: right. Yeah, I think some of the, the buzz has to, like, calm down for yeah. me. So we'll see. And I have to make 62 more points to have that uh, whatever the
4: next status is at Venetian Palazzo to get free parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. yep. I'm going for the first time in January, or I'm going with a first-timer in January. So that might be something good to take him to.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure.
4: I probably so I've won't. been
3: a, a number of times, Ryan. I wouldn't say I'm a first-timer, but 1st first time. In <laughs> Just kidding! He's taking another friend, trader. All right, (laughs) awesome. We're mixed on the sphere. Tell us what you think on the Facebook group, any of our social media. Email us. Leave us a voicemail. That'll come into play later. Casey is taking the reins for D Gen Lounge.
0: Another hundred chips,
1: please. Changing a hundred. That's it, Clark. Show him who's boss
2: cashed out a 1300 yeah because i know what i'm doing oh and i don't know what i'm
1: doing i ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned the monkey loose yes thank you danny so i have a big task at hand filling in for two cent on the dgen lounge but i'm gonna give it my best here it goes so DJ Lounge is our segment where we discuss listener questions submitted on Facebook or Instagram. This week's topic was a question posed by Sonia, and it got a lot of interest. So 64 comments on this question. So you're in Vegas and you can only gamble at one casino. Which one do you pick? Not for the food or the hotel, but solely based on it has your favorite gaming. And wow, what a thread this ended up being. A lot of positive feedback, or just a lot of feedback, a lot of opinions. And I reading this, my summary is we all love Vegas for the same reason. It has something to offer to everyone. Uh, With all the comments on there, the win actually won out with three different people saying that they would like to go to the win. But there was 20 plus that people commented, right? Almost every casino someone mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I just took from that, that people just love Vegas and they want to go gamble and have a good time. Uh, One area that did stand out in the comments was actually around uh, the horseshoe and uh, Harris talking about carnival court. And that just uh, reemphasizes the atmosphere is what draws us to Vegas. Uh, so yeah, we really appreciate all the feedback on that post, Dave and Sonia, what do you think about uh, you know your what's your one casino that you would like to go to?
2: Well, just because um, I know I said on the question I wouldn't base it on food or environment solely on gaming. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cosmo just because that's where we've won the most money and they have a good selection of slot machines. Um, so for me, I'm going to still stick with Cosmo.
0: Yeah, for me, I I changed it up and like some of the comments that you had mentioned Casey specifically around Carnival Court area. If it's just solely on gaming because yes, I'm primarily a slot player, but I enjoy tables. I said the Flamingo. It's classic Vegas, the atmosphere is lively. They have games to choose from. It can get crazy in there, but I love $5 let it ride. I can't get away from that.
1: Danny, what's your one that you would like to go to?
3: Um, I said Encore. I know it's small. A lot of people feel like there's no vibe. It's quiet. All of that is perfect for me. (laughs) I don't need people to have a good time. I don't need loud music. Um, I need my space. I need not to get a headache from the sounds or smells or people yelling. And it's my unique way of enjoying Vegas. So that's what I would do. I wish it was bigger. I didn't say win, I said Encore specifically Mm -hmm. because it's even quieter,
1: but I I do need a little bit more selection. But
3: based on the parameters here,
1: Encore. And Ryan, one casino, all your gambling.
4: Very hard for me to choose on one casino, but if I had to choose, it would probably be Excalibur. I've never won at Excalibur, but I just like the vibe there. And I can usually find like a little corner if I want to hide away uh from everybody which is pretty much all the time so i don't know i just i enjoy it
1: i like the vibe feels nostalgic i like it yeah so i said mgm because my favorite uh machine is the majestic lions there it's a dollar machine three dollars a press and i want to hit that you know, it's only a thousand dollar jackpot but never hit it and i want to so mgm for me for that reason Fair. all
3: right so this was a long I've started adapting to the way Casey speaks because I believe in um, crossing that language divide. Everyone pull out their guitar. I
2: was going to say guitar. Um,
3: And let's get on with this show. We're ending with two giveaways. The first giveaway is for people that left us a five-star rating and review. Listen, y'all. I only can see them on Apple Podcast so far. If you left uh, writing a rating rev- or review on one of the other platforms, send us an email at itsvegasyaw at gmail.com with a screenshot. That way we can include you in future giveaways because there will be more. And just so we know that you're doing that. Again, it really does help us. We hate to troll for positive reviews and comments, so we want those to be authentic, but we need to get those, and we want to encourage you, and so the way we're doing those is by giving away some merch before it's launched for sale. It does help us get the word out to Vegas lovers and help our show grow, so thank you so much. That said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share my screen, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to boop share it with the people on the video right now as we record i'm also going to take this segment hello facebook group hello facebook group hello um and we're going to put it on the facebook group on the same day that the podcast drops that way y'all can see it's true and authentic in fact so authentic i forgot to remove our logo Boop. <laughs> um And I'm going to spin the wheel, and Sonia is going to tell us who wins. These are the five people that left a review. Thank you, everybody. And uh, someone's going to win the first official It's Vegas, y'all, merch. Yeah. I think I can make this full screen. I think I can. Did I do it? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. And three,
1: two, one. spinning
2: oh and it looks like it's the grand <laughs> it looks like it's lexi too congratulations and thank you again for that amazing comment
3: awesome casey who's
1: lexi yes thank you lexi yeah lexi's a co-worker of mine
2: Nice.
1: yeah so she she's uh she actually is the one who taught me how to listen to a podcast
5: Oh, well, thank (laughs) you for
1: that, Lexi. I I told Danny, I told everyone on our podcast that I had never listened to a podcast until we had our own podcast. And uh, Lexi is the friend who showed me how to, uh, I didn't even have the podcast thing on my phone. So we we searched the app store, we downloaded it, I logged in, I found a few podcasts that Danny had recommended. So yeah, that's actually who Lexi is right there look how far we come so essentially Lexi here's your payment
3: for your service provided yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you we appreciate it. we appreciate the nice words all right we have one more giveaway we promise that anyone that during Bobby G's live stream supporting Royal Flusher's quad queen fundraiser um that if they donated 25 dollars or more during that uh, fundraiser that we would, do a drawing and so we're going to do another wheel of fun here as soon as i can pull it up and uh we are giving away from our podcast to the lucky winner a hundred dollar win gift card here's some parameters i'm going to set y'all you have to listen to this and then email us that you know you won okay we you have to do that work i'm not gonna go hunt you down so if for some reason you donated didn't know this was going on you win I don't hear from you within 48 hours, so this drops on Thursday. If I don't hear from you by noon on Saturday, October, what is that, 7th, um, Mm -hmm. we're going to draw again. We're going to take your name off the wheel, and we'll spin it again, and I'll put that on the Facebook group, too. But we want to give this away, and uh, we need you to be responsive. We want people to listen to this to do that. But again, I don't hunt you down. Appreciate your contribution to the (laughs) fundraiser, but... The work is that too harsh, Dave. Was that too harsh?
0: All right. Dave thinks so. Dave. <laughs> All right. Let's it's to the point. This. It's to the point. We definitely want people to listen and right, like you said, put in put in the effort and give us you know some feedback. So yeah, I think it's it's to the point.
3: It's an email, it's not hard. All mm-hmm. right, I'm gonna spend this, and when it lands on a name, Casey's gonna tell us who wins a hundred dollars to win Las Vegas.
1: Here we go. All right, the wheel is spinning, and I'm excited to see a lot of names are on this. Engine bonus. Engine bonus. those who uh, donated. It is Scott and Chrissy Lundquist.
3: All right, Scott and Chrissy. Hey, Scott and Chrissy. Congratulations. You have 48 hours starting now <laughs> to reach out. But seriously, y'all, please reach out via Gmail. Um, it's VegasYallGmail.com to say, hey, heard the podcast, heard we won. And um, we'll get your details so we can send you that $100 gift card. It's virtual, so you get it, I guess, via email. All right. That's all for our giveaways. With that, we're going to close out the show. What I am going to say is that our giveaways will continue. Lexi won our first merch shirt. And so that'll be exciting. Next week, or sorry, not next week, next episode, episode eight, we're giving away a merch mug all right merch mug will be chosen from the people that send in a voicemail all right so sending a voicemail telling us your thoughts on one of the topics we covered this week it is a 60 second limit I'm working on an option where we can go on a little bit longer but I just haven't had the time starting a new job to work that quite out so use our link in the description for the podcast and give us 60 seconds or less of something we talked about and your opinion or thoughts on it. And we may or may not use it on the show, but everyone who does leave a voicemail will be entered to win the It's Vegas Y'all mug. And I like the one Casey got that's
1: black, and I think it's like
3: blue or red inside. Casey, do you remember that? It was black.
1: The one I got was black, but red's an option, and I think uh, blue's an option, too. But mine was black and white.
3: We'll let you choose. You can choose, all right? So there you go, um, and we do have right of first refusal. If you leave a voicemail and you say something stupid or
0: offensive, chances are we're not going to include it, and Dave will judge you. Uh, <laughs> well, like- Danny, what what if uh, what if Courtney Adams makes another call from Burbank, California?
3: Yeah, Courtney would definitely win. Anyone <laughs> reporting to be Courtney probably wouldn't win. So there you go. All right. That said, here we are at the end of the podcast. You know how it goes. I'm going to pass it to Sonia.
2: Thanks to all the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
0: And be sure to join our Facebook group. It's Vegas, y'all, because we'll be continuing to post awesome questions and look for your participation.
1: Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can send PayPal donations to It's Vegas Y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this show for y'all. Over to you, Danny.
3: Yeah, well, that was a fun show. We were full transparency and a time limit. Uh, Sonia has to go pick up uh, the younger Deverison <laughs> from band practice. And um, she was giving us two centi the whole time. So <laughs> the men were living in fear, but we made it, y'all. She's going to be able to succeed at doing that. We had a good time with Ryan on the show. Again, my Vegas bestie. Um, and we have a bunch of Vegas coming up. So the future shows, the next couple of shows, will be a little bit different. Because tomorrow, who goes to Vegas?
0: Casey goes. Just kidding. It's us. It's David and Sonia. We're excited. Sonia. Yeah,
3: I always like to point out, Dave and Sonia, since we started this podcast, I've gone to Vegas twice and no one else has.
5: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Slightly, greedy. Slightly cool. greedy. Hold up. Hogan Two Center are out there right now. Yeah.
5: That's we right. Are. Hog
3: and Two Center are out there right now. Um, it's been fun following them in the chat. They are. Mm-hmm. Just the same on chat as they are oh, yeah. <laughs> their yeah. content creation. So uh, authenticity them. matters. Yeah, they're awesome. Awesome. We miss them for sure. And um, then Casey, you'll be going to uh,
1: Vegas next week, right? Yeah. Uh, the 15th. Yes. So I'm looking forward to a short two night. Stay there at the Flamingo. The, nice. the Brits are in town. There's so many people in town. I was just like, well, I can go for two nights. So. Nice. Yeah, it also
3: overlaps with Granny Fest. So you're gonna see a billion mm-hmm. YouTubers.
2: Lots of them.
3: Yep. Have a good time. We did that. It was a little overwhelming for me, but it was nice to see a bunch of people I hadn't met. And then I'll be going to Tahoe next Thursday for Zorkfest. Um, and I'm gonna see a bunch of the other podcasters. I'm actually hosting a podcast about podcasters with podcasters, nice. uh hosting um 360 Vegas. You can bet on that. Mark and Dr. Mike and then Josh Duffy from Crap Vegas will be doing a panel for me that we call Podcasters After Dark. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and um, Yeah, I may or may not vlog it. I haven't decided. Ryan wants me to film some mountains, so I might. Um, and then <laughs> Two weeks after that, Casey, Ryan, and I will all be in Vegas. Ryan, do you have any other surprise trips I don't know about?
4: No. January,
1: that's it. Nothing before. Right. Nothing after. So, are yeah, your, your, is Ryan headed to his local after we shut this off? I'm <laughs> at the bit right
4: now. Tomorrow's payday. Let's go.
3: There <laughs> you go. Well, when Ryan gets his fourth grand in his lifetime, we will be sure to mention it on our Facebook group. And we appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you. Like, subscribe. Send us physical mail. I don't know. We don't have an address, (laughs) but thank you for listening to It's Vegas, y'all. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye,